From the creators of Circles of Faith, this is Slices of Life, a podcast where intentional living and imperfection meet. Join us as we have conversations that help you navigate real faith, real life, and real community in the everyday. I'm Kimberly Amici, and today I'm here with Elise Daly Parker and Noelle Rhodes. If you're anything like me, you've been a victim of comparison. As women, we have a tendency to size ourselves up, measure someone else by our own standards, only to conclude after observation and a collection of just a few facts that we're inferior or superior to them. Whether we feel better or worse about ourselves, after the comparison, it rarely leads to humility, which pleases God. Comparison robs us of joy and wastes precious energy focusing on ourselves rather than on the people who have been put in our lives to serve. Today we'll be tackling the ugly game of comparison and sharing some of the ways that we can overcome it. How many times have you guys been on social media and you're looking at the pictures of your friends or people that you don't even know and you assume that they have a better life than you? Mm-hmm. I do it Lots like every day. Yeah, every day. Every day I'm doing it. Yeah. There's um, a few ways that we do compare or like what? For me, definitely it's body, comparing mm-hmm. my body. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. How about how fun we are? Like seeing pictures of friends going on vacation together yeah. <laughs> or people celebrating something together. Um, we look at their lives and go, oh, look, their lives are so fun. And our life, my life is so not fun or not as fun. Mm-hmm. Another thing is how put together other people are compared to ourselves, their homes, their meals. That's a huge one for me. <laughs> their kids, but their kids have one recently or you know getting mm-hmm. married or having babies um also husband competition it's a huge one you see that um, someone's husband has left them roses for no particular reason <laughs> and you want to throw up because your <laughs> husband doesn't leave you flowers for no particular reason my husband never leaves me poor Troy is gonna get um thrown the bus slammed <laughs> yeah that's not what he does, you know? And you look at these and you're like, well, my husband should be doing that. If we really loved each other, if we really have a good marriage, then he should be doing that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, mm-hmm. the stage of life you're in, you know, your, your friend is being, um, you know, maybe getting a new promotion at their job or they're no longer working because they retired and they've got all this time to travel the world. We're constantly comparing and we don't even know it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, too, um, you know, one of the things that we've talked about is how social media has just exaggerated all this, because as we know, nobody is putting the bad things up on Facebook, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the fight they had before the beautiful picture or why the husband gave the flowers. Maybe it's because he was such a crud the night before. (laughs) Oh, good point. So we just get one little slice of the picture and, mm-hmm. um, and we think we, and we, we think we've got the whole thing, but we don't. So, yeah, yeah. it's funny. I'm, I'm going to add one more to, to the, to your list. Uh, Noel money, you know, Oh, oh yeah. gosh, obviously they have plenty of money to spend off. They go on that vacation again, or, mm-hmm. you know, et cetera, et cetera. I, I, and I have to confess, I sometimes really do feel very guilty about this because, um, my sisters and I go out probably once every three weeks or four weeks and we post a picture and we do, I'm not going to lie. People like to see us together. Oh, many have known us that way for many years, but you know, it's such, it's such a little flash in the pan. It's that we happen to be together for a night for dinner. You know, it's just one, one little 
slice of what we're doing. And um, I, I just think we have to be so careful to, to just remember. Is there any any of these that you tend to compare yourself in? What category? You said money. Money. Um, I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure I'm always comparing myself body wise because that's, you know, I'm I'm because it's something I'm conscious about and, and work on. And I would also say people's uh, successes on, you know, social media and in their online business and in their, the book that they're getting published and those kinds of things. Definitely. Yeah. I pay attention yeah. to, and I kind of go, wow, how did that happen? Why didn't I do something better? Why, you know, what's wrong with me? Definitely. When my kids were little, um, my daughter did not sleep through the night ever. And no matter what I tried, you know, she never did. And I would compare myself to my friends who were able to get their babies on a schedule. Mm-hmm. And I, I would think, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I'm a terrible mother. Look at me. I can't even get my kid to sleep when I want them to sleep. Yeah. And I felt a lot of inferiority in my ability to parent because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also I just tend to um, look at other people's skills or talents and I just decide that they're better than mine. Yeah. You know? I think there's different seasons. I think for whatever area I'm not fearing, feeling secure in at the moment, Yeah, that's, that's what true. I tend to compare, right? So, yes. you know, if I'm not working out and I'm, like, not feeling great about myself, there's just opportunity for me to compare myself to other people um, and their bodies. Or I see runners outside, and I'm like, oh, it must be nice to have time to do that, Right. But then when I'm actually running, it doesn't even phase me, right? Or when I'm feeling really fulfilled in my friendships, um, it doesn't matter who's hanging out with who because, you know, like, I'm going to go see my friend for lunch and then we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And and so I think it – which which is a huge indicator that it is not truth and not healthy. If it, you know, if it ebbs and flows and it goes up and down and it's not – like clearly there needs to be something to change there because yeah. um, to be at the whim and the, the mercy of whatever I'm feeling and whatever I'm feeling insecure about at the time, it's just awful. <laughs> no, I think that's, I think that's really such an important point, Kimberly. And I think that it can really help us diffuse some of the comparison because if we can remember that and be conscious of that, Oh, I'm, I'm comparing myself and that's actually not something that I generally have a problem with, but today or this week, I'm I'm feeling less than in that area. Mm-hmm. Maybe again the physical exercise, um, and so I'm kind of, um, you know, oh well, good for her. She mm-hmm. has the time. It comparison really brings out a lot of ugly. Mm-hmm. Really does. Yeah, and I think um, you know one of the things with comparison is it can dull us to mm-hmm. like a heart's desire that we may have because we're mm-hmm. so busy looking at everybody else and seeing what they're doing and comparing it to what we're doing that when there's a desire that's dropped in our heart to do something and we feel that healthy ache that should drive us to then discover mm-hmm. what was uh, what's on the inside of us, it mm-hmm. gets diluted because we're constantly looking at other people with this ache. You know, yes. and then you can't differentiate between what is it that I was truly meant to do? What is it that is truly for me? You can't pursue mm-hmm. those because it's getting muddled with every time I look around, I'm wishing I was doing that or wishing I had her level of success or wishing that, you know, I had time to do what she was doing. And I think it could steal from so you. True. 
you know, oh, yeah. the potential of oh, your future. Really true. Really true. You're wasting your time looking at something that's not meant for you and you're not doing what's meant for you. Mm-hmm. Really. Yeah. It is. Lots of things. We could time waster and mm-hmm. uh, ugly brings out the ugly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think for me, um, the biggest thing I compare myself with is my stage of life that I'm in. So, you know, I might compare myself with my friends who are single and they're able to travel and do stuff, and I'll feel like, well, I'm not traveling enough. I should be traveling more. That's something I want to do. Or I may compare myself to my friends who are now moving into their bigger house. You know, they're no longer living in their first house. Mm. They're living in their bigger house, and I'm, like, still at my first house stage, and I feel like I'm behind Mm -hmm. them, Mm -hmm. and therefore less than them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But any given day, I can compare myself in any of these categories. Yeah. Because I'm constantly dealing with insecurity. I have to check that mm-hmm. with, with, with the Lord all the time. I'm a person yeah. that has struggled with feeling like I'm not enough or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, something's wrong with me. And that really has to, that's rooted in my identity in, in God. And so every day I need him to redeem that. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Get yeah, that. definitely. Well, I think one of the myths about... Um, comparison is that if you eliminate the trigger that you'll solve your problem so Mm -hmm. maybe you stop going out with certain friends that you compare yourself with instead of digging in and creating a a great relationship with them or maybe you stay off social media because you know what it triggers in you and you think if I just never go on it I would just be happier and I think that that it, it fixes the symptom, but it doesn't fix the problem. And I think the problem really lies within our heart and really lies into what we allow ourselves to think and ultimately to believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I so agree. I think that um, I, I've seen so many times people say, I'm getting off Facebook. Uh, I'm going on a Facebook fast. And that is a great first step. But if you don't use that time, to think about what's really going on, um, you know, why am I comparing? What am I? What is this? Why does Facebook create such uh, a response in me? Um, it, you know, the fast isn't going to do much. So, mm-hmm. I, I think that's a really, I, I really think that's a good point. Um, it's a symptom. A lot of the stuff is a symptom, and then we have to go deeper to figure out, okay, what's at the base of that? What am I really? having a a difficulty with, you know, what do I really think of myself that makes me compare myself to her and think that she's better? Or uh, what do I wish I had in my life that I don't Mm -hmm. have? And yeah, that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And then there's the flip side of it, comparing ourselves to other people and going, oh, well, I've got it better than them. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. we can often compare ourselves to others so that we feel better about ourselves yeah so if i look at other people whose lives i wish i had and now it's mine is starting to look like theirs i can get online and be like i'm doing it too right but you Mm. still have the same core issue of Mm. feeling the need to measure yourself against other people and it's not healthy yeah yeah right right i get that yeah so let's talk about some of the benefits of not comparing ourselves with others? Well, I would say um, number one is that instead of wasting time thinking about somebody else, you can put that energy into um, deciding, you know, claiming what, what what is yours, claiming how God has made you, and working with that. Contentment, for sure, is a result. 
you know, and contentment is not just like, is not giving up. It's not complacency. It is knowing that you're called and just walking in that without feeling the pressure of walking in anyone else's path. And I think that when we stop comparing and uh, contentment is the fruit of that, you know, we have a peace that this is our path and it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not easy, but it's 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 ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think when the comparison stops, you're able to be humble, and when you're humble, I think God can do amazing things in your life. God can use you. God can change you. God can use you to serve others. Um, it's limitless of what can be done in our lives when we're humble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and also, Kimberly, I think you, you made a good point, too. When we are so busy looking at somebody else, we miss the things that God are, is doing in our own lives. You know, we literally, like, we're not paying attention. We're so busy paying attention to her that we don't see what God is doing in my life. And he's always doing good and wonderful things. And so I think that's really important. You miss the blessing. And I also think um, one of the results, the good results of not comparing is that that there is truth in that. In other words, there's the truth of who you are. There's the truth of who God is. And there's the truth of who other people are. And then we can actually celebrate other people's successes. And their and their joys and their gains. And instead of going, how come she gets to publish a book? We go, wow, good for her. She worked yeah. hard. She was consistent with her message, and she's getting a book published. I am cheering her on. That's right. that's certainly the person I want to be. And mm-hmm. I think that that comes out of not comparing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Supporting, encouraging, and being able to serve one another the mm-hmm. way God called us to do is possible. But not when we're comparing and competing right. and measuring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Steve Furtick says the reason we struggle with insecurity is because we compare our behind the scenes with everyone else's highlight reel. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so true. I mean, we only get, like you mentioned before, at least the good bits on mm-hmm. social media. Mm-hmm. We only get the good beats even when we're at a cocktail party and we're hearing about what right. people just got finished doing or what they're about to do. Like, for example, when it comes to our possessions or even vacations that we take, we don't know what it took that family to get there. We don't know mm-hmm. if they've been on a cash mm-hmm. envelope system for the last six years. And this is a big That's deal, right? right? <laughs> yes. You don't know yes. if they lost someone very, very dear to them and they got an inheritance and their heart might be breaking even though they've now used this money to do something they've always wanted to do. Like, we just don't know the story behind mm-hmm. the scenes. And for us to compare or to make judgments um, is not fair to them, but it's also not fair to the work and the miracles that God wants to do in our life. And, That's right. you know, we put God in a box when we say, see them over there. I want you to provide for me like you did for them. See them over there. Mm-hmm. I want you to do mm-hmm. in my life what mm-hmm. you did for them. It just, I think it does a disservice to us and it does a disservice to them. Mm -hmm. Very good. Yeah, I agree. I want to just let our listeners know that the three of us actively try to overcome comparison with God's word and God's truth. And so we don't have this all figured out. We still struggle with it. It's something that I think we will continue to have to keep in check. And so the things that I would love for us to talk about now, hopefully will be a help to you. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that causes me to compare is some fundamental um, 
uh, beliefs that really go back to, you know, sort of the wounded child stuff. I mean, the things that I dealt with with uh, in my past. And one of them was, um, which I've talked about on this podcast, but I'll mention it again here. I had a mom who I truly believe wanted to love us, but didn't know how to demonstrate love. And so as a result of that, I can really struggle with feeling unloved. And when I start to compare myself and look at other families, that that can really sweep in. That sort of unloved, abandoned, rejected. Everybody's doing all these wonderful things and I'm left out. And I have to recalibrate. Sometimes I forget that I am fearfully and wonderfully made, that I am a child of God, that I am loved, and not just, and and I'm loved by God, which is essential, but I'm also loved by a lot of other people. So, and it's not because of what I'm accomplishing or any of that. It's really because I am just, I'm made, I exist. And therefore, um, you know, God made me and I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I have been recently discovering about myself is that I need to own my own story. So often when I'm comparing, I'm actually like wanting other people's plot lines, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I yeah. really am under underestimating the value of my own story. And so I've been convicted of this. And I've, I've I, the reason why I don't own my own story is because I don't really know my story. I haven't really given a lot of thought. Mm. I'm just kind of living and looking at everybody else's life. And so recently I've taken some time to sit down and write my story, write about the times I feel like God has stepped in and has rescued me or redeemed me or the struggles I've gone through, um, the ways that he's been faithful, the things I've learned. And really, I I mean, I start very, very simply, I've started from the very beginning of my life, from whatever I can remember, the highlights Mm. and just every day writing it down. And the more and more I know my own story, the more and more I see the greatness of him. And when I'm focused on, on God's greatness and God's faithfulness and God's power, I'm not looking at other people. They don't impress me as much as he does. And Mm. so I think that owning your own story and seeing where God is in that story really can be a healing and an excellent tool in mm-hmm. dealing with comparison. For mm-hmm. me, the fruit of comparison is anxiety. Mm-hmm. It produces anxiety in me, true um, anxiety. And so if I don't keep that in check, um, I am, I'm going to be anxious. I'm going to, and that's going to make me make other decisions. So for me, seeing God in my story has helped me to get my eyes off of what's happening around me or the shoulds and the coulds and all that stuff and say, look what God's done already. Mm. So therefore what he's going to do in my life is going to be just as incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. I want to just mention a resource for that. <laughs> There's a book called to be told by Al Allender. And it's it's really a great approach to telling your story. It can it can actually help you do so. So um, you know, for you, Noel, if you want to check that out, and also for our listeners, uh, "To Be Told" is the name of the book. And there's a lot of exercises that help you go back over your story. So that's great. That's a good, Thanks. really good one. Mm-hmm. Mm. How about you, Kimberly? You know, um, and this piggybacks perfectly on what Noel was saying about um, your own story, your own plot line. Uh, for me in terms of my values. So what are my values and are the things that I'm doing rooted in my values? And when I compare myself to other people, are the things they're doing rooted in their values that guess what? Don't line up with mine. 
Not, right. not that they're opposing, but they're just not my my right. top values, right? So mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. easily look at other people and say, oh my gosh, I wish I was doing this. Um, one of the things that I've gotten tripped up with is watching my daughter's coaches be in their lane and coach and interact with the girls and become mentors to them. And I can look on the outside and I can say, oh my gosh, I wish I was doing that because I had helped out years previous when they were younger and then just didn't stick with it because I just you know, I didn't really want to. And (laughs) I can look at them and be jealous and compare. But then I have to remind myself, all right, well, what are my values? Well, one of the things that's a cultural value for our family is cooking. And so what does that mean for us? That means we host a cooking club. Well, guess what? You know, six of the girls that are out there on the field right now, they, they come to my house once a month and I'm able to mentor them. So those are just as much my girls as they are her girls because I'm able to influence them in a different way. And so if I'm busy with my eyes on what other people, what's important to other people and what other people place their values in, and I'm not really remembering that I'm rooted in mine. Yeah. And so what is that criteria that you're measuring on? Yeah. That's, that, that's such a good example because, um, it's, it's so, it so speaks to, you have a unique thing that you offer. Um, your value has is has to do with you know good, healthy food in your family, and then out of that comes this wonderful club that that I can look at and say, oh my gosh, I wish I had done that with my kids. Mm-hmm. Which of course it's too late. But it, but again, it, it's it's a wonderful thing because it's your thing, and you're mm-hmm. able to do that. You're not doing it to become something that you're not. You're doing it because you love it. Your daughter's taken that on as well, and she mm-hmm. has a group of friends that love to do it too. I just, I think that's a great example, and I think it, it leads me well into the next thing that I'd like to mention, and that is um, we, we don't always realize that we have different strengths and weaknesses, and we want other people's strengths instead of our own. And I, I had an interesting experience recently. I was... Um, I'm working on, on some ministry uh, stuff with a ministry called Oasis Ministries International, and it's a wonderful ministry that my friend um, is has has founded. And I'm doing you know a few different things for her, and love serving there. And every time I hear about um, so and so who's got all these administrative skills and is able to get things done and check them off on a list and all that, I tend to go, oh my gosh she's really valuable. And my skills are so much less um, sort of quantifiable. My skills have more to do with nurturing and encouraging and coaching. And um, they're not as easy to check off a list. And so I tend to really devalue Mm, my own worth, my own what I bring to the table. And so um, that's something that's been sort of a little revelation to me. I I felt the Lord was saying to me recently, just because you enjoy what you're doing doesn't mean that it's not worth something. <laughs> like, mm, I feel good. almost like if I could work harder at it, if I had to work harder and toil and not really enjoy it so much, then um, then I'd be actually working. It's a, it's a very funny thing. But um, it's it's because I have certain strengths and I, and I enjoy when I'm able to work in those strengths. Absolutely. Um, one of the things that I often do, because, you know, sometimes comparison can be a very noisy voice in your head mm-hmm. and um, you just need to take captive every thought and make it obedient to, to Christ second second Corinthians 10 5 yeah. and one of the things I, I I do 
is I speak to myself and um, sometimes I have to interrupt the voices in my head with scripture. So I literally type out scripture verses nearly every year, laminate it and keep it by my kitchen sink because I'm often at my kitchen sink and I can look at the scriptures and again, train my thought to think the thoughts that I know please the Lord. It does not please God for us to say to ourselves, oh, I'm not as good or, oh, she's better. That doesn't, that doesn't make God happy. In fact, I remember yeah. one time, no. I remember, I remember one time I was, um, I was doing something and I said out loud, not really realizing what I was saying. I said, oh, I'm such a loser. And my daughter who's eight was there and she mm-hmm. said, mom, don't say that. Hmm. You're making me feel bad. And I said, why does it make you feel bad when I say (laughs) I'm a loser? She goes, because I belong to you. And I thought to myself, you know, this is this is how the Lord must feel. Mm. You know, when we say I'm a loser or I'm not enough or my life is terrible and everyone else is better. And we we call ourselves these things or we label our situations um, incorrectly you know sometimes life is hard and we have to say it's hard but there's times in life where we're not really being honest and because we're using the wrong filter to see our life and so we say these things and i think it really upsets the lord because we belong to him we're connected to him so we need to speak to ourselves. we need to take captive every thought and make it obedient to christ and that's an exercise that we need to do every day if we're not actively doing it, um, we're not going to get stronger in that. So that's something that I have to do all the time. I memorize scripture. I look at scripture. And I try to, you know, and there's times I'll be like, oh, my gosh, I'm such a loser. And I have to say, no, I'm a child of God. And mm-hmm. I'm a child of God that I'm not a loser. I, that's right. The victory is his. So it's not about that. Mm-hmm. That's good. No, well, you well, you had another one that um, I think you had mentioned earlier about God's opinion rather than um, the opinion of others. Yes, <laughs> it ties in nicely to to the one that you just mentioned. Taking I, I'm going to just tell a very quick story. I once um, I went for a job interview, and it was it was for a company, and I was looking for looking to interview for a specific position of of assistant director. And the woman that interviewed me looked at my resume. Now, here I'd been a missionary for many years and I worked in church and all this stuff. And she looked at my resume and she threw it back at me and said, none of this counts. You do not qualify for this job. You do not qualify to lead because none of this counts. Oh, my God. And, yeah, and I, I, you know, thanked her for giving me the time. (laughs) And I cried for about an hour, called Troy ate a bag of, you know, two bags of Oreo cookies and it was really, I really took her words to heart. Mm. But this was her opinion that the things I'd done did not count. Mm. And I remember my friend Jamie saying to me, Noelle, you need to go and ask the Lord about that. Mm. And so I went and I said, God, honestly, like, show me, like, have I wasted my life? That's how I felt. Have I wasted my life? Is it too late for me to have a job? You know, all these things. And God's like, no, that all counts. And that all qualifies you. And he showed me through the scriptures. And he just, I think that there's times where we, people will say things and it's hurtful. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of can trigger, you know, 
those moments of comparing and feeling un, unworthy and all this stuff. And we need to stop and say, whoa, okay, this is heavy and it's affecting me. So therefore, I need to check it with what God says. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it does not line up with what God says. But what God says always trumps what other people say. So we need to be, be mindful of that we can't just take people's opinions as the standard mm-hmm. or what we should be basing our decisions and our life and our emotions on. We can't do that. We really need to keep, again, going back to the Lord and saying, what do you say? Simply in prayer, saying, Lord, this is what I've been told. This is what I'm feeling. Help mm-hmm. me to see what you see. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think also um, one last thing is we have to get into the habit of competing less, appreciating more, and mm. having gratitude. So um, I think sometimes competing less has to do with like stopping ourselves in our tracks and saying, no, I'm, going, I'm not going to compare myself to this person. I'm not going to try to one-up this person, or I'm not going to feel bad about myself because I'm not doing or having what they have um, and appreciate more. We need to, number one, appreciate what we have. But number two, appreciate them. Uh, the the example I gave earlier, every time I get the opportunity, I let my daughter's coaches know how much I appreciate them. Like every email starts out with, thank you for what you're doing for the girls. And, you know, it's been a, such a great experience. Like I intentionally make appreciation a part of my interaction with them. And I think it does, you know, protect us from wanting to compare and so, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just this idea of gratitude, um, we've mentioned before in our podcast on gratitude and on Thanksgiving, keeping a journal, writing down the things you're grateful for. Maybe it's, you know, find two things every day. Certainly when we pray, pray through all the things that we're grateful for before we bring our requests to God, you know, make it a part of your every day. And when you have that a part of your every day, it's kind of hard to look at other people and compare. Mm-hmm. Eventually, right. it'll push out those other thoughts, those other feelings, and those lies that tell us that what we have, what God has given us, is not enough. Right. Absolutely. I love you it. Know, another, just one more thing just came to mind, but I think when we become a champion for other people, mm-hmm. it's hard to be um, constantly comparing. And that's yeah. something I've been trying to do is really cheer lot, cheerlead my, my, especially my female friends and look for things to say, Hey, you're doing awesome in this, you know? And I've been trying to make that discipline in my life. So yeah, I think yeah, gratitude, appreciation, but also just applauding each other is important. Yeah. You know, and it's almost like you, you start by just doing it, you know, like you, you build a habit, just as you might be building a habit of comparison, you can build a habit of cheering other people on and really um, starting by, you know, you may not be feeling it as much as you're saying it, but you start that way. Yeah. And you start to switch that, um, that little track in your brain that, uh, you know, becomes a default. So mm-hmm. I think that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think one of the common mistakes that, some of us make is that we either address the spiritual side of this problem or we address the practical side and I think we need to pull the two together so for example if I spend Sunday mornings 
looking at the Sunday school speaker and thinking, oh, I wish I was as great of a speaker as she is. First, I need to deal with the comparison in my heart. But then second, maybe I need to get some experience with speaking. Maybe if I really, if this is really something that's a desire of my heart, maybe I need to sign up for a class. So marrying those two together, I think, is the key to success. If there's something that is truly what God's put on your heart, dealing with the comparison of other people and then doing what you've been called to do or what you desire to do in excellence is also important and they can work really well hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely not enough to just, um, push it away. It's, it's, it's like, what are you really going to do about that? I think that's great. And why, why are you feeling that way? As Mm -hmm. you just said, um, okay, I feel like I lack something that she has and I want that. Well, that's okay. You, you actually could go get that, you know, what maybe it's writing. Um, so start to write every day, write for 15 minutes, force yourself to do that. And then you can become a better writer. So it, and that's a good point. There are some things where we're comparing and we can do something about it. And maybe it is part of what we're, we're meant to do. Um, but we have to take a step, not just ignore the comparison. Mm-hmm. And if it is something that you can't do anything about it, like for instance, perhaps you see that your friends are married and you're not married and you've mm-hmm. been dating and, you know, there's just those things that, you know, no matter how many classes you take, right. Um, right. there's some things that you don't have control over, mm-hmm. you know, bringing it to the Lord, letting him heal you, let him speak to you. But, the, you know, ask him, well, what are you doing and what do you want me to do in the meantime? I had a friend who really, really, really was looking forward to buying a house, but she was holding it off until she got married. Mm-hmm. And... She didn't do it for many, many years, and she prayed, and the Lord said, you know what? He basically said, you don't need to wait to be married to buy a house. You can buy a house. Yeah. And she did. Yeah. And again, awesome. it, you know, I'm just saying there are some situations out there you may be listening and going, well, I can't change the fact that my, my husband is this way and my mm. friend's husbands are that way. Yeah. Or I can't change the fact that my child has made this choice and it looks like all my friends kids have made way better choices mm-hmm. um so i don't want anyone to feel like in despair or like they're the exception to the rule mm-hmm. go to lord and ask him what to do and then ask him what he is already doing mm. that's great yeah that's good yeah. We have put together a resource for you called Powerful Scriptures to Crush Comparison, and it's a free download for our listeners. You can find the link to that in your show notes, or you can go to circlesoffaith.org and subscribe to our weekly newsletter. So we put this list of scriptures together because this is truth that has helped us, and we hope this is truth that will help you, um, especially when you meditate on it, commit it to memory, and lay it before the Lord. So, mm-hmm. Elise... This week's coaching challenge. Okay, so my challenge is for you, us, to be super sleuths regarding ourselves, to be more attentive and notice where are we comparing ourselves that we may not have realized it before, and what are you going to do about that? How can you counteract that specific comparison with either an action towards something that you want for yourself or um, a celebration of that person who's actually accomplished something that you admire. Cool. Yeah, I like that. Thanks for joining us for this episode. Everything you heard here today can be found in the show notes. You can subscribe to the Circles of Faith newsletter to receive additional resources and bonus content delivered right to your inbox. 
You can find us on social media as Circles of Faith. Subscribe to the episode in iTunes and in Stitcher. And while you're there, rate and review the show. It helps others find us. 